Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Matt Salthouse, CEO of Kenanti Resources. Uh, this morning, they are chasing gold and maybe copper in Papua New Guinea. We talked to them about the resources that they've put in place on the ground. Important uh, to manage your ESG there, as uh, our viewers will know. We also look at their money situation and any potential M&A activity in the near future. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation or indeed the company itself and Matt, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis. We've got commentary from experts from around around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. We've got training courses on there. We've also done summaries of all the interviews that we've done to save you some time because we know you're busy people. And if you want to uh, join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe, friendly environment, free from all that judgment, trolling and abuse you see everywhere else, uh, you can join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. I hope you think that sounds nice because it is. Matt, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. The two mats. Sounds, sounds like a really bad uh, 1970s comedy show. Um, wish. <laughs> where are you? I'm based in Singapore. Right. So, so uh, been been living in uh, Singapore for nine years. Initially, came up here with Archipelago Resources, uh, London listed aim gold producer, and have stayed on and worked in the variety of executive roles in the natural resources space since then. And started uh, uh, with with uh, on of. of Canantu in late last year as a CEO uh, of this this company, which is which has been good great fun so far. My interest always was to uh, um, move from more executive into building and developing a, a small company, taking that forward in in the natural resources space and the gold mining space. And and Canantu's uh, given us an opportunity to fulfil that ambition as well as creating a platform for uh, for future. Uh, value creation for our, our shareholders and investors. Good man, good man. Hey, so tell me, what's, what's going on in uh, Singapore? Um, I, I get the kind of COVID restrictions, but I'm thinking about more the, the finance side of things because it's a, it's a nice exchange. Is, is money easy to come by up there? Is that why you've stayed? Money's, money's, a, money's pretty easy to come by, although in natural resources space, we tend to see putting, putting oil and gas to one side, mining, there, there is investment. Uh, tends to get invested into the uh, ASX or Canadian markets, um, as opposed directly into the into the stock exchange here. But there is an interest, I think, from from uh, um, EDB, which is the Economic Development uh, Board of Singapore, to develop a mining culture in Singapore. Obviously, a lot of the majors, BHP and Rio and what have you, have had commercial um, geology centres here for, for, at the big end of town for for a number of years. There's an interest in building a a, a um, a, 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 a smaller uh, franchise, if you will, as a hub for for, uh, for for other companies looking to enter the the region through Singapore, uh, which is one of the reasons why we originally uh, set up Archipelago's head office here in Singapore a number of years ago, and and, and why I've stayed here. Okay, and um, so Hong Kong Exchange uh, versus Singapore Exchange, uh, which which is the one that you think has got the most potential? Yeah, look, it, it, it's a. Uh, I've, I've got to say, Singapore, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, but no, but, but even it's, honestly, Singapore is, Singapore is home. <laughs> true, true. But Hong but Kong is Hong Kong is a big, big market, it and, is. and companies have got to go there. They've got to be big in scale, and 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 uh, obviously have a connection to China or or or, or, or some such uh, 
angle, if you will. Um, Singapore, a little more agnostic there, uh, um, open to 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 you know innovation. There's a lot of investment here into innovation and and uh, um, biotech and uh, um, IT and what have you as well. As an aside from mining, uh, but you know I think um, the Singaporeans have kept kept their uh, kept their their independence uh, um, in terms of you know regional regional autonomy at the same time as they've, they've managed to build uh, good good relations across the region and, and and I think that's one of the reasons why it's you know maintained itself as a successful hub during the during this COVID period. It's interesting interesting I, I, we saw a lot of um, wealth creation with with Hong Kong about you know 10 years ago and then a lot of that value destroyed very very quickly and I wanted I, I the lessons learned by uh, Singapore there in terms of how they go about you know encouraging investment into Singapore exchange and listings and so forth are you seeing many of the Aussies coming up there look there's been a few I think I've got to say in the mining space it's still a, it's still a cottage industry uh, if you will um, and certainly as a place to list haven't been too many listings uh, as I say it, 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 it tends to be more a place where you can develop uh, quite a successful business as a hub for uh, regional expansion, which is you know, one of the reasons why Canant um, is still here uh, and uh, has, has set itself up here, and and you know why Archipelago came here. So I think it's it's a great place to do business with a regional perspective, um, not necessarily from an investment angle, uh, more a more of a, a, a business uh, angle, and, and you know, create you know, opportunities to. To do things in and out of out of out of region from from Singapore as a hub. Okay, well we we better start talking about you. I'm just intrigued by what's going on out there. The, the, the financial centres. Yeah, no, they've um, done very well with with all the COVID and everything. It's it's been good. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, let's talk about Kenanti, um, which is Papua New Guinea. You're hunting for gold. You're you've, you've uh, identified some some targets there, and we'll talk about those in a second. But with new stories, I'm always intrigued as to how the management team go about setting themselves up for success. So can we, relatively recent listing, can we talk about the plan? What did you want to try and do day one? Is this just a case of the market's hot, let's go and do anything? Or what, how did, or was it more to it? How did you set it up? What are you setting out to try and achieve? Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's, it's a good, good question. So look, I think 2018, uh, myself and and some other executives I've worked with at uh, Oceana Gold Corporation, Archipelago Resources in region. I think we saw an opportunity to build a niche mining, small mining, junior mining company in Asia Pacific, Southeast Asia. Uh, you know, I don't think there's too many uh, listed companies, certainly in the Canadian exchange, um, at the junior level. In, in Southeast Asia. So we kind of saw a, a niche there. I think, you know, um, having worked a lot in, in, in this part of the world, um, it, 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 it occurred to us that to be successful, we'd need to have a strong uh, local partner, uh, a, lo- a good asset, something that was in proximity to uh, existing successful operations in, in the mining space. And uh, taking our niche, probably working and, and resolving social license issues. So we think we'd be quite good at neutralising sovereign risk in, in developing countries. So that was our, our mantra, if you will, 2018. We settled on Papua New Guinea into, around this time in association with uh, um, our business partners here in Singapore, Asia Pacific, Energy Ventures. Um, and we identified 
uh, um, some targets in Papua New Guinea, obviously highly prospective part of the world, but has had a you know, checkered past for some, some miners. Um, the intention was to, as I say, look for high-quality assets in close proximity to other producers uh, where there'd probably been a, 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 a social licence issue, legacy issue in the past to resolve. Um, and you know, obviously a, a quality project. So assembling a good team for local partner, we did that. We, we, we honed in uh, on Kananta region, which is obviously one of the world-renowned premier regions in Papua New Guinea for gold exploration. And, and um, uh, we, we banked um, our tenements, which we have here now, which is the core of our, our portfolio. The intention really, as I say, um, take that concept quality asset in proximity to good minor where we could resolve social license issues, neutralize sovereign risk, take that as a concept, create a company around that, which we've done, and then list that company and give that company access to, to capital markets and, and provide that as a platform for growth and future expansion in, in region with, with Asia Pacific as niche. Uh, so, you know, that that's that's where we've come to now. So I think um, I'd like to think we've been successful in identifying a concept uh, building that into a company, now listing that company, and now we're in the process of building a company around that listing and, and looking at ways to make ourselves a, uh, an investment of choice, if you will, in a fairly competitive market. Right, so how do you go, how do you go about doing this? I'm, in, I'm intrigued in the, the building of companies. I, I think it's, there's some real clues when you look at the way that companies set about doing it. So let's, let's talk about this corporate structure. It's a relatively new company. You've got a shell. You've found some assets. You've, you've put that. You put those in together. So, what, what's that construct look like? Who owns what? How much money's gone into it? And where's that money come from? Yeah. So, so the the, the shell effectively was a CPC transaction into the Canadian market. So, um, we um, devolved or demerged Canadian Resources, which is a gold asset, out of APEV Group or Asia Pacific Energy Ventures uh, early last year. I came in. Um, to effectively build this as a commercial asset and bring in some of the people I've worked with, our CFO, our principal geologist, um, and some other some other guys involved in the background, our chairman, Marcus Engelbrecht, uh, to, to um, you know, create a, a structured management around this asset and uh, um, you know, take it into uh, build on our, our local geology team that that that's already in country and then list that as a as a as a as a company in its own right. Uh, and we've raised I think 4.1 4. million Canadian on the listing. Um, obviously it's a fairly smooth, um, streamlined little company at the moment with the tenements, good quality assets in it. And uh, um, the list in Canada, I think about 65 to 70% of that is is um, the original uh, um, founding investors, if you will, that came through on the demerger and the rest are, are uh, um, uh, new stakeholders who entered the, the company on, on listing and, and decided to, to get involved with the story and we're, we're grateful for their support as well. Okay, so, so how much of you, well, you um, like for instance, uh, Marcus and yourself put into this thing? Yeah, so I've, I've, I think my holding is about, um, about 7 8% at the moment. Um, you know, invested the material sum of money. So uh, I, I think all of the, the original APEF stakeholders uh, and um, myself invested uh, 
uh, you know, in, in, in excess of a million dollars in, in, in total into the into the raising. So, you know, uh, was one of the aspects of the of the of the listing last year that um, we did follow our money. Um, we followed it, you know, with with a, a sizable check, if you will, uh, into the story. We, we believe the story. We believe in Papua New Guinea as a place to do business. We 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 we've been embarking on on this strategy for uh, some you know, some years. And you know, opportunities presented itself with, with appreciating gold price to get this company away and, and now do something with it. Yeah. So, so tell me, I just need to understand how important this is to you. How many other gigs have you got going on at the moment? Is this your focus, or are you sort of juggling or spinning plates? I mean, this is my primary focus. So, uh, really, this is this is one hundred percent of my time, um, and and that's uh, you know. Um, you know, I must say seven days a week at the moment. It, it's, it, you know, I think I think whether you're 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 an executive at Oceana Gold, you're a, 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 a me running this this little startup company. The, the activities and the issues that you face each day are the same, uh, and uh, require the same focus and effort if you're to discharge the the role effectively. And you know, that's that's my intention. Brilliant. So, how do how do you control things like when you put when you put when you use a sort of CPC structure, um, you've got lots of different people, lots of different interests, and you know sometimes that causes overhang. Sometimes people like have got other things that they need the money for, and they, they can they can put you in a precarious position. So, how have you kind of gathered everyone under the same roof and said, "Right, guys, we've got to give this thing time to breathe. We need this story to be able to run for at least twelve months with the capital we've got." Um, to actually move things for us, to develop things like we want. I mean, are, are, in terms of hold periods, in terms of contracts or agreements, I mean, how do you manage and control that? It's a, it's a, it's a good observation because obviously building a, a company with early stage but blue uh, chip exploration assets, they, re, they require some some time and and uh, patience to, to get off the ground. Um, I, I think we're, we're very fortunate that we have very strong uh, founding investors who are backing the story continue to back the story and will back the story. Um, there is a warrant structure attaching to this if if, if shares uh, trade above forty cents Canadian, I think. And, and the intention is from all of the the founding guys going in that that we would take those warrants and and, and reinvest into the story. So um, the intention is 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 to to continue to build incrementally there. I think I've got strong support from from that group uh, um, to continue to, to work with us. And I think the, the 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 network that we build in Vancouver. So initially reaching back to some of the contacts I had in, in, in Oceana days it was very helpful in that the, the the investors who took part in the subscription last year are all long holders. They understand that this is an early stage asset in a premier jurisdiction near K ninety two and. Um, you know they're in for the in for the long run, um, so you know that has to be the focus. I think we have to continue to um, build momentum and, and and build the story and 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 take people on the journey. Um, so you know we, we'll continue. We, we, we've obviously pushed out a bit of news flow in the last uh, month or two, and we'll continue to do that process. So I think people can look back and look over the at the end of the year and look at a, a series of press releases which you know, said this is what we we're going to do, and they can see us in implementing that step-by-step-by-step by step by step along the path. Uh, and I think, you know, that level of transparency should, or well, the intention is that that, that maintains buy-in and, and support for the stock and, and uh, patience as we, you know, um, 
work at work hard on the on the ground there. Okay, I mean, I'm looking at your chart. Obviously, you kind of bucked the trend in the sense that a lot of gold companies have come off. They've really come off because there's a huge dependency on on the gold price being, you know, a lot, you know, a bit higher than it is today. But you're only four months into this thing. You haven't had time to do much. So let so let's we'll talk about the journey bit in a second. So let's focus in on these tenements that you've picked up. Um, they're next door to K92's uh, um, project, which is obviously you know billion dollar plus uh, company. Um, was that? Tell me the thinking behind that. Why go there? Yeah, so look, blue chip uh, assets, blue chip jurisdiction, world renowned, um, can into uh, transfer structure, um, and and I think. Um, uh, um, we honed into that area and we looked at some other areas in Papua New Guinea, which were also on trend of very successful mining operations, uh, but we were, we were not um, uh, uh, um, encouraged by the some of the social licence aspects with, with those projects. We took a view that with these aspects um, through our network and relations in country, um, we'd be able to you know, manage and, and, and resolve early stage some, some access issues and what have you around these tenements. Uh, in addition, obviously, they're high-quality tenements, uh, and you know. Um, Why do you say that? Our, Why do you our, say that, Matt? The high-quality tenements. How do you know that? Look, I think um, certainly. Um, so take um, Canaan, uh, what we call KRL South. So that's our tenement, which um, you know, centres around EL two five five eight. You know, looking at the uh, artisanal mining that's gone on there over the years, looking at some of the Aramag data. Um, and, and the, the observations about outcrops and what have you, it's it's pretty rich mineral area, we would say, in terms of, you know, scar mineralisation, porphyry, epithermal systems. Um, so we, we, we think that um, that tenement is is very strong and, and um, some of the work we've, we've you know, put together indicates quite um, comparable, you know, structures, if you will, cross structures, if you will, in that tenement, as, as you would see it uh, at K92 uh, to the south, to the north, obviously of, of KRL South. Um, so we think you know, all the ingredients are there for that that tenement to be um, highly prospective and uh, um, uh, worth you know, w- worth a good deal of focus. In addition to um, a relatively uh, supportive or strongly supportive local community as well, which you know it's fundamental in this part of the world is to have that access, no matter how strong the geology is. If the social license isn't strong, it's it's it, it's a problem. And then the tenement to the south, Kairo, sorry, to the north, Kairo North, it sits uh, right adjacent to K92's operations. We, we border their operation uh, again. Um, you know, um, data from the from the government mining. Department indicated that that asset would be you know, highly prospective. Um, we, we think that uh, you know it sits in the uh, Bilamura Gold Mineral Field, which you know, has hosted K92 successfully and and, uh, and other historic miners as well. So so we think that uh, obviously um, was was a, a good one to to put a, an application in and, and lock a tenement over that uh, that asset as well. Okay. I mean, if it's that good, why hasn't K92 or others picked this up? Why have you been able to pick it up so easily? Look, I think um, with with uh, um, Carroll South, the, in, the, the southern tenement, there's been some legacy issues there from a social licence perspective, um, which, you know, um, have been resolved and, 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 and probably more, more are a product of past generations of clan leaders who, who've... You know, no longer 
active at a clan leadership level. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why that that area was not explored as as much in the past as as it is. So that's an opportunity for us with KRL North in terms of 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 that asset. I think um, you know um, it, it uh, similar similar issues. Um, you know, um, quite a proud uh, uh, clan culture surrounding that that prospect. I think there was probably some other international interest in, in, in pegging that ground, but we were successful in, in in getting our application in ahead of ahead of other parties. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I understand they sort of um, the we if we if we did a quite a nice piece just purely on ESG around Papua New Guinea and. Um, the way companies are working in in country with with uh, local um, locals and some of the clans, etc. So you now I do understand the importance of it. When you say the problem was resolved, was that resolved by dint of the fact that the old clan leaders have gone, or did you was that something you had to sort out? Look, I think I think mainly that one was was the old clan leaders had had gone. We we put a lot though of work into due diligence, if you will, at a national level, regional level, and into the local communities um, as part of our, our program to, to peg that ground originally. So a lot of time and effort focused on, on, on making sure that the, the, the social dynamic was, was right. Yeah. So give me, give me, give me a sense of the, the data that you have picked up in both north and south. Can you, can you start putting some numbers to it rather than, you know, um, describing it as, as, as good or however it's... However, the government may have described it. That, you know, can you share some of that with us, which encouraged you to say, yeah, "I'm going to peg these." Yeah, look, I think um, with, with um, KRL South, um, and we're just releasing information now on on on, on that in relation to uh, we just completed a rich and spur program, which we started uh, late last year and completed um, in the first quarter of this year, and we've we've got one sample there of forty gram per ton or um, uh, forty point three three ppm. Uh, sample from one of the the, the identified prospects. There, um, there are a number of uh, you know, um, you know, encouraging sample grade results coming. Like what? Uh, Give me some number. Are these high grade, low grade, bulk? What, what are we looking at here? What What do you think? What's your sense of what you've got in front of you? Yeah, I think it's 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 certainly high grade, and and all of the the, the data is, is encouraging. In that regard, um, as I say, we've got a filled gram per ton sample coming through. There, there's, um, uh, um, you know, I, I think um, uh, uh, trending around our, 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 our Ridge and Spur program, I've identified three prospects. One's we call East Aranofi, the second uh, is uh, Yarrow Ridge, and, and a third is, is um, uh, Kerapa prospects. So, you know, one of the things we really wanted to do uh, late last year, we identified um, uh, you know, um, ring features in, in central to the, the tenement. So we think KRL South is, is probably a lot of different areas you could focus on. We've honed in around Tirocarvo, which is the centre of the tenement, and uh, the Tirocarvo Tebio ring. Um, and, and primarily that um, we think is where we'll find uh, epithermal mineralisation um, closer to the surface and maybe some of the other prospects and we'll get uh, a better run for our money, if you will, focusing on that background initially. So, um, you know, um, uh, on the back of that, uh, we conducted so this Ridge and Spur uh, soil program um, and we've identified, as I say, three prospects um, and, you know, we're in the process of doing trenching on those prospects now uh, and 
I would expect that um, or the intention there is to delineate some drilling targets moving forward. Um, we'll continue to, we've got a number of samples being processed um, in addition to those we've already um, published, a number of samples being processed uh, which will come through in the in the coming month or two and that will generate some further news flow from from this particular target or this particular tenement uh, as we continue to work on that. But you know, one of the early stage objectives of the company was to find some prospects, some clear prospects of these tenements, really very early stage. And so we're, we're pleased that we've been successful in, in doing that. So what, was, what, what have you set yourself as targets? Okay, we're going to identify some prospects. Tick, well done. What else is it going to take to build and grow this company for you? If we look at the rest of this year, what are the, what are the high-level helicopter view things that you think the company needs to do? Yeah, look, I think from a high-level helicopter point of view, it, it really, I mean, I think there's two two things we need to achieve. And, and ultimately, you know, um, I think all companies in this space are measured by having a defined resource. So, uh, you know, our, our intention is to move towards a defined resource with these projects. So it, 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 it clearly, you know, it, it involves a lot of hard work and, and um, you know, we, we're just at the trenching stage and we've got to do geophysics and identify our targets and drill and all of the, 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 the aspects that go along with the journey of, of, of doing that. But I, I suppose the message is that we do have a clear objective um, to, you know, extract value from these tenements. And, and that is, you know, one is, is, is defining a, uh, a resource. That, that's an objective of the companies in, in, in due course and obviously not taken lightly and we've got to make discoveries and all of the usual things. But defining a resource is, is number one. And I think, look, number two, I think there's a lot of um, opportunity for a creative regional collaboration in, in Papua New Guinea and, and more broadly. So, I mean, that's, that's certainly, you know, one of my, uh, I guess, my background has, has been a lot of uh, corporate development activity in, in this part of the world and, and that's a focus for me. So, um, you know, w- obviously w- we're mindful not to be dilutive and, and uh, go after transactions that, that, you know, undermine the, the value and the platform we've created, but we have created a platform, one, with a quality asset, we wanted to find a resource. But secondly, with a a, uh, a, a corporate vehicle, if you will, that uh, uh, gives us a platform to, to to expand and and look for things that are creative in the in the mining precious metal space. Okay, so, so that's a, that that'll be a big focus for the next six months as well. So that's a six month focus because I'm I'm always I'm sort of intrigued. Again, you you've got you've got some prospects. You've got to make a discovery. Not everyone makes discoveries, right? It's easier said than done. Right. And then you get a resource off, off the back. I understand the journey there. Um, but in terms of what you think you're going to be able to achieve in the next nine months of this, well, the rest of this year, eight months, I so guess now, um, what, what, what are those precise targets that you've set the team or set yourself? Just understand what to look out for when, you know, hopefully you come back on and tell us, do you know what, Matt? I said I was going to do this and I did it. That's, that's the kind of conversation I yeah. like. Yeah, look, I think pro- three things, three things. So, so KRL South, um, we will uh, uh, report against this trenching program. We will delineate some some drill program targets, and and we will define and and, and push forward with a, a drill program. That's that's my my target and 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 plan. Uh, KRL North, um, you know, we're just doing sampling there. So a critical issue there was to actually resolve. 
um, access rights, long-term access rights with the local clans. We've done that. So we've had the guys in that area in the last uh, last three months or so. So um, sampling results to come through there. Uh, we would then expect to um, come to market and update shareholders on that. I'm most likely then to find a, a rich and spur sampling program again there or it might be a gridded program there and then move towards some trenching program in the back half of, of the year for KRL North. So some now pretty clear um, fundamental steps at the two, two projects in terms of what we want to do from an exploration perspective. And thirdly, I'd, I'd like to think that we can enter into a transaction which is accretive, which unlocks another valuable asset somewhere else in Papua New Guinea or somewhere else in, 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 in the region uh, as well, which, you know, I think shareholders would see is, is, is opening up a, another pathway for the company. Because as you say, exploration is, is great and we're excited about our assets, but um, let's, let's uh, yeah, diversify a little bit where we can. Well, I, th- I think that's interesting, Ian, because you're talking about in the region being outside of Papua New Guinea because um, you don't want to be a single jurisdiction or a single asset uh, necessarily. I think it can work, like a K92. Um, but it, 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 it can also uh, go against you at, at, at times, especially um, if certain countries are affected by COVID, et cetera. But it, it just shows intent to me, especially the last thing you said, with, you know, with, with regards to you know, an acquisition could be accretive to the company. So in terms of the profile of the company you're trying to build up, it shows intent to me. So that would be dilutive because you are going to have to go and raise some capital for that. Um, have you had any discussions? Are you in discussions? Are you going to say we're in discussions all the time? Is that, we're going to get that line. Well, that's the stock answer, isn't it? Shall I give that as well? <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. Go on. <laughs> we're talking to, 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 to various parties uh, about different opportunities uh, in, in, in region, probably more in Papua New Guinea, to be honest, at the moment, because I think that's where we're our our, our home is, that's where our infrastructure is, if you will. I think doing um, deals more broadly in, 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 in Asia Pacific or anywhere at the moment with a COVID environment, you, you need to uh, be talking to people who've got um, pre-existing strong management in place as well, uh, which obviously though sometimes then carries overhead costs for a little company like ours. So I think ours would probably be more looking at uh, uh, assets uh, or projects in region in proximity to Papua New Guinea, where we think that we can add value in terms of taking charge and control of, of, of the management of those assets, uh, but also we think that perhaps uh, they, they've um, assets that the market might not be aware of that have got you know, some fairly high-quality uh, um, historic data supporting, supporting them as well, which, you know, as I say, we think... Uh, for a tightly held share registers, ours, you know, um, a transaction potentially issuing some more paper or what have you is, is unlikely to be too dilutive. Uh, and clearly, as you say, issuing more paper is dilutive, but if what you're bringing in is perceived as value-add, then, then it, it uh, you know, lets you, you, you expand, the, expand the pie. Yeah, I guess is one of the can, key success in mining. Can, can, can do, but it can also be in this environment expensive because a lot of gold companies are perhaps, I would argue, overvalued at the moment. So it costs a lot more than it possibly should do when it's, you know, times are a little bit more conservative. So the fact that you're going to go regional and you're saying perhaps introduce 
assets which are a little bit less known. Does, does, does less known mean that they're private? Does it mean they're public? Does it mean they're less known because they're cash constrained? I mean, what, what was the profile of, of a, a target that you'd be looking at? Yeah, look, pricing is, is, is pretty important. I think everyone's got a view that their assets worth more than, than it is. We, we, we all do. Uh, and you know, clearly fundamental to, to building a company is, is making sure that you know, if, if you're transacting what you acquire is, is perceived as valuable. And, and certainly for us, having put all this work together to build this company, um, you know, I, I would uh, be at pains to, to make sure that what we do is, is going to be a, a value proposition going forward. So, so we'll be you know, put a lot of discipline around, around that. I think the private space is probably an opportunity uh, for, for companies such as ours. I, you know, there, there are good assets out there in private hands for a variety of reasons. Uh, sometimes there's some legacy family issues in this part of the world that that, that an asset's been held for for whatever reason and, and, and maybe uh, the next um, leadership of the family comes through and, and, and they're looking for uh, um, you know, a different way of releasing value than, than maybe people would have looked at 20 years ago or so. So that probably creates some opportunities for us there. Okay, okay. And are you building this thing up just to flip it to K92? Look, the, the, um, the, 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 this is really a journey for us. It's, it's, a, it's a story to, to actually come with this concept, build a, as I say, we, we, we've taken a concept, we've built um, a company around it, we're building a company around it, we've demerged that and, and listed it. So, you know, really the, the journey is to, is, is to you know, obviously create shareholder value and all those great things, but it is really to build a platform for us to, to, to take over, um, to take forward over the longer term. You know, we, we, we want to build a company here. We want to build a successful junior uh, mining house in, in Asia Pacific and it takes time, but that's that's what we're we're committed to do. That's what we want to do. We put a good amount of money into that, and we'll continue to do that. If if people have um, you know want to look at the company as as, as is their will, then then that's a, that's another story. But our plan is very focused on building this, uh, build, building up the company and taking it to the next level, step by step. Step by step, good man. Um, I've seen some of the names involved with this. There's some pretty nice uh, individuals and, and groups associated with it. Um, are you going to be tapping them up soon for uh, cash to be able to deliver this year's uh, program? Or have you got enough? Yeah, cash resources are, are, are good. So we, we raised uh, uh, 4.1 million Canadian at the end of last year. Um, you know, there were a bit of transaction costs in terms of settling the listing, as, as you'd expect. So, so they, those went out. But otherwise, we've been carefully managing the, the cash burn. Uh, and uh, at the moment, I don't have any expectation that we need to come back to market um, for, a, you know, for, for, for additional cash other than um, if it's for something which is accretive or if we think that you know, um, the exploration program is you know, proven itself to be excellent with lots of prospects that justify um, looking to, to raise some more money, we will. To say there is a, uh, a warrant structure tied to, to the original way we set the deal up, which gives us an ability, I, I guess, if you will, to factor in people to factor in, you know, the 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 the, the uh, number of shares would be required and what price for a effectively a a, a form of of capital raising in its own right. Um, so it is a sort of a focus for us to be honest. If we're successful and and markets uh, favour us in terms of where commodity prices go and and, and general. 
appetite for 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 shares and in equities in the gold space. Hopefully, we, we see uh, some uplift there, which you know, feeds through to our, our warrants and it gives us an ability to, to raise some additional cash there without having to go back to shareholders for an additional raising at this time. And look, we uh, our, our company's fully funded for what we want to do at this stage of the game in any case. Stage of the game being between now and the end of the year, apart from the acquisition, an acquisition, should you do one, um, or for the next few months? What do you mean by fully funded for this Stage. It's certainly funded through to, through the through the next year. Certainly funded through to the next year. Going no, yeah. Or going concern has been uh, signed off by auditors and 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 the and the like. So um, no no issues there. We're 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 adequately funded. We're 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 pleased with the funding. To be honest, it's it's one of the um, the issues I guess with COVID that uh, you know um, if I could say that there's a challenge that that our company faces, and I guess all miners face at the moment is COVID. It slows up our ability to move people in and out of country. Um, you know, um, it, 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 it delays it, it, and makes a little more fluky the processing of samples from time to time and getting results back in and out from the lab. And, uh, you know, um, there are provincial restrictions in terms of you know, movement of heavy equipment around. We're not moving any heavy equipment around at the moment anyway, but there's some issues there. So I think COVID um, is a factor um, to an extent it it, 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 it it, it requires more um, discipline and, and focus from a management team to get some outcomes coming through from the field. At the same token, it probably actually just slows down the cash burn that you might otherwise see. Okay. So who, who are the people actually managing this for you in country? I mean, have you, have you been to site yet? I've been to site a number of times. So um, at the moment, uh, given COVID restrictions, we're, we're limited in, the, in my ability to get to Papua New Guinea. But um, in, in normal times, I'd probably go to Papua New Guinea you know, every second week of the, of the month. It's a fairly easy journey from, from uh, Singapore to Papua New Guinea. There's three or four flights a, a, a week. Uh, so so I, I go in and out. I've been up to projects um, a number of times. Uh, our principal geologist, uh, Graham Fleming, have worked with for a number of years, uh, initially at Tokatindang in, in Indonesia and then on other projects since. So he's based in Kanantu at the moment. Uh, we've just hired another geologist, uh, senior geologist, to come and back-to-back with, with Graham. So we, we, we have presence in the field to supervise what we're doing. Um, we have strong team in country. We also got uh, through the association with APEF Group, um, you know, a shared service arrangement there in terms of back office. So the, the overall management uh, structure is pretty lean and simple, but we do have uh, people in critical critical personnel and, if you will, supervising what we do and and and, uh, and, and the forward plans. Okay. So we, we will hear from them in terms of what you're doing on the ground, uh, you know, in the ground, as it were. Um, he's the person managing communications with with locals, with clans, with mayors, with people, because we you know we had a CEO come on here that he's got some issues with some First Nations in Canada, and he said, um, asked him how he's going to resolve, and he said, well, we just need to educate them, which I thought was an sort of extraordinary phrase, um, and 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 good luck with that attitude because yeah. it, it's more than that. The, the they, yeah. have, they have the ability I, to, I to stop you doing what you want to do. So who's the guy on the ground? Who And, and is, that a, is that a full-time role? And it's a small company, but you yeah. know, how do you manage that? I, I guess I'd, I'd say in terms of social license and communities on the way through that um, the communities educate us, not the other way around. 
And that's my experience, the DPI in the Philippines. That's my experience in uh, North Sulawesi, uh, in, in uh, Kalimantan, uh, um, on the Balayan River there. You, you know, communities educate us. We, we must be mindful of, of, of them. We must engage with them and involve them in what we're doing. And, you know, usually thereafter, they're uh, the, the things which all of us are after, respect and, and uh, jobs for their, for their people. And, and if we can help with their health and safety, then, then we do. Our, community, our, our external affairs in Papua New Guinea is managed by a guy called James Topo. James Topo is uh, 25 year plus uh, um, expert from the uh, Mineral Resources Authority in Papua New Guinea. He was responsible for um, overall government policy uh, for social license, social ESG arrangements in countries. So um, he, he's very effective operator, uh, and uh, he, he leads our team in country there. Our uh, uh, NED uh, director Jeff Lawrence uh, is the CEO of, of APEP Group as well. And very successful in country and and uh, at a more national level uh, um, has a, a very strong network. is is perceived as a very credible operator by you know key institutions in Papua New Guinea as well. So, you know, our company will uh, be as successful as it is with exploration, as it is in, in managing that social compact. And, you know, we'll put uh, a lot of effort and time into having the right people in field and also at, at, at a national level supervising that. Beautiful, beautiful. Look, Matt, lovely first introduction to this new story. Um, best of luck. Do come back on when you start getting some of these uh, you know, on-ground, in-ground uh, numbers and uh, get a sense of what it is that you've got. I know you, you, what you're building now because you've explained it quite beautifully today. Um, I'd love to catch up with you whenever uh, you're ready to come back on. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.